Greetings, adventurers. This is OG RPG, where we journey into the realms of 8, 16, and 32 bit RPGs. I'm Abby. And I'm Nick. And I'm Dale. And this week's game is Super Mario RPG Part 7. Alright, so this is it, the final episode of our coverage of this classic RPG. So we left off having saved Mallow's parents, I guess Prince Mallow's parents, you know, <laughs> from from the clutches of the evil bird lady, Valentina. <laughs> and her bird friend, Dodo. I don't trust birds, man, I'll tell you. I, I don't know. They, they, they could be friend or foe. They're one of the animals I could see replacing humans. Like, you know, they've got, they can use tools, some of them, you know? Yeah, if they came together. You know, the other day I saw a video on the internet of a crow antagonizing two cats to get them to fight for his enjoyment. <laughs> it's a true story. I, I believe it. They're twisted animals. But I've also heard stories of, you know, kids walking home from school when they were young and, you know, a bully tries to beat them up and a random crow saved them and they befriended the crow. So there's Aww. that the coin too crow talk yeah no or, or people who like feed them and then they start bringing them trinkets gifts yeah well dodo sucks we can agree on that agreed so to heck with him but as a reward i guess for saving the day they will let us take the the bus now the bus is back on i don't did it need fixed or something or yeah i think it was down and it needed to be repaired so it's they got it up in time yeah, yeah, which makes me wonder. I'm like, does this go anywhere else? Or are they just offering to take us there because we know? Or do they like doing doing business with Bowser's Keep? What's up with that? I was about to say, well, yeah, why does it just go to Bowser's Keep? Maybe uh, King Nimbus is uh, an ambassador that visits, visits uh, Bowser's <laughs> Castle occasionally. Yeah. And now here we are at the one and only Bowser's Keep. We've come full circle. We finally made it back where we started. Uh-huh. So we start going down this like uh you know where <laughs> we're back inside the you know very similar to the beginning with the stone gray stone walls we got the big red doors just like from Super Mario World and yeah it's the same starting area from the beginning of the game pretty much identical except I think the terrapins in the one of the first few rooms are actually terracottas now which are just red terrapins with more health yeah, and one thing that uh, I did not really take advantage of, but kind of forgot because uh, I didn't really use Bowser much this playthrough, but I did on the first thing, first time I played many, many years ago. And if you have Bowser in your party, a lot of these guys will just run away. Yeah, throughout the game, anytime you come across Goombas and, and uh, Troopas and Koopa Troopas of the like, uh, they'll likely just run away because they see Bowser and they get scared. So that is most of the enemies in this castle, and thus they will get scared when they see the boss come home. Which is pretty awesome. That's not bad. I think we're kind of, we're all tired of grinding at this point. It's time to get down to business. Yeah, for sure. And this is a, a very just kind of linear path. There is a dark kind of area where you fight some of these like goo, what are they, goo Goombas, the, the next level of... The Goomba evolution, yeah. Yeah. And this is the first time we go past um, that, that chandelier room, right, in, in the beginning where we first fought Bowser. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, because it does extend... Yeah, so we're getting into the, the depths of the castle. Ooh, which is cool, and... Uh, Very spooky. Well, and right away after you complete all of these various rooms of, you know, weak, pretty easy enemies... We come to a little room with a save block, and old Croco is back. Our old buddy. He's apparently helping us out now for some reason, and I also don't know why he's in Bowser's castle or how he got there, because the bridge is still out, so Croco's got connections or something. <laughs> Maybe he was stowed on that bus. Oh, yeah. I'll be darned, man. Maybe he did. Maybe he was captured. Us. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a shop now, so he's not such a jerk as he used to be, I guess. It's got to be a fence for all the stolen goods throughout the whole game. Yeah, I know, right? I don't think he's got anything too crazy, really. Just some basic... I think it's mostly healing items if you need to top off. You know, Kira Colas and, and uh, pick-me-ups and uh, items of the sort. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, so it's there if you need it. And then, and just beyond, you know, there's another red door behind Krakow. And if you move through, we come to a interesting little room with six different red doors that we can go through. That is correct. And this is really the bulk of his castle. It's uh, what we'll be spending most of our time doing here. So we've got six doors of uh, three different types. We've got two action doors, two puzzle doors, and two battle doors. Yeah, and we have to complete four of them, right? I believe so, yeah. You don't have to do all of them. Which is good, but they're also kind of random, so you don't know what you're picking. Yeah, they're not labeled other than the number on the door, so you really don't know what you're going to get into until you go in. They do have rewards, which I think the, what, the, the puzzle doors give you rock candy, right? Yeah, the puzzle doors will give you rock candy for rewards, so, uh, you know... Unless you really want some rock candy, I would avoid those if you happen to know where they are. Action doors, you're going to get a couple weapons out of those. You'll get the yeah. Super Slap for Peach out of the first action door. And mm-hmm. you'll get uh, the Sonic Symbols for Mallow. Yes, which I, I was fortunate enough to do. And what are the other, you get like the Drill Claw for Bowser? Yeah, so the, the battle doors are simply just a gauntlet of battles back to back. And if you get through them, you win and you'll get Drill Claw for Bowser and the Star Gun for Gino, which is another one of those stupid weapons where you got to time all of the shots coming out, kind of like the uh, the finger shot sort of where it's sort of tricky yeah. to hit the, the time to hit. Yep, which is, you know, that's what I'm saying, man. Gino sucks. <laughs> but no, no, Gino's fine. I, I'm not a hater. But uh, I do think it's an interesting name, the Drill Claw, because it always reminds me of the Wolverine. And gosh, oh, yeah. when did it start? You know, he's got Drill Claw in yeah. the, the <laughs> X-Men fighting games. Berserker Barrage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it, man. But, yeah, that's, yeah. Do you want to uh, go through the doors? Because I actually, I really enjoy this part of the game. Yes, absolutely. So let's start with the action doors. Let's do it indeed. Action door one. Now, this one is going to be an invisible path over a lava pit. And your only clue to where these standable portions are will be some terrapins that kind of just walk around and jump at the beginning when you come in. And you sort of have to memorize where they're walking and you'll get an idea of where you can walk. So there's a lot of trial and error unless you get lucky. Yeah, it's but it's it's not that complicated, I thought. And no, not at all. Because what if you fall off into the lava? It just like puts you back at the beginning, right? It's not. It will put die. you back at the beginning, and I I thought you lost something, maybe HP, something, and there right. might be a if you get sent back too many times, you might get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, you know, if you walk through this door, then you know, take a sip of your soda, then look back, you will have missed the entire clue you have to get through this <laughs> thing. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled, and and beyond that door, then we come to a platforming kind of area. Yep, there's a second room in this action door, and it has moving platforms over lava. You can pretty easily get through this one, just jump on the platforms, move on over. Yeah, and this, as far as platforming on in the isometric world goes this isn't too bad because you can see shadows yeah but as you make your way through this one and and get to the end you'll come to the last door in action door one which is a classic donkey kong kind of situation where you need to climb a structure while avoiding barrels from what looks like donkey kong touch them at the end and you win yeah yeah one of those old what kind of kong are they you know they've got the ball and chain and stuff whatever prisoner kong or but yeah, and you just have to jump up four levels to get to them. So pretty fun, nice little, not very tough, not bad. Honestly, uh, uh, in my opinion, the battle doors are the least fun. I mean, I know we said the puzzle doors give you the the worst loot, but the battle doors are just some fights back to back. I mean, we've been doing that the whole game. Yeah, yeah, it's just yes. Um, but there is another action door, uh, which is maybe a little tougher, I think, because. You know, it starts off your first room where is an interesting little platform room where you have to kind of there's a, a large stone block kind of filling up the upper center of the room. And you kind of have to go on these moving platforms underneath it and make your way up or under, you know, it, but it's tough because you can bounce off the ceiling and it can screw up your jump. Yeah, your your point of view is kind of obscured and it, it can be it can be a little annoying getting through this one because um, you're right. If you if you bonk your head, you're going back to the beginning. Yeah, but but, you know, it's it's short enough to be easily doable. Yeah, not bad. 
And yes, the next room, so this is the room with these like pillars and they have chests kind of floating above them and bombs on the bottom. Room two is where you're running on the cannonball and your controls are reversed and there's bomb bombs and you're yeah. trying to get from one end of the, the hallway. But yeah, as you, uh, it, so that is kind of weird, but um, you know, because you have to be on the cannonball to be high enough to make it up on to jump up onto one of these kind of pillars so yeah if you're not concerned about getting the coins or any of these items it's just kind of a straight shot on that cannonball so it's it's not that bad if, if your brain doesn't work in reverse like i did you play Star Fox with inverted controls or anything growing up yeah i, I prefer inverted flight controls okay so. that's probably why this felt a little easier to you because i hate <laughs> this room man it's vexing like it's it's not it's not hard it's not hard but if i'm not paying attention and i press left and i mean to go right you bump into a bomb bomb and your your runs over so yeah it's, it's, it's annoying i don't like Ugh. it yeah it can be a little tricky and then what the final room is another lava room but you have two of those kind of orbiting platforms that you have to ride across yeah you just uh let these things spin around and use it to cross this large pit of lava which is yeah, pretty chill we've dealt with these several times already so not not a not a big deal yeah all these uh doors are just a gauntlet for everything we've learned through the whole game <laughs> and then so i mean i guess we can kind of group up these uh the two battle rooms because they're they're just it's a hallway or it's three sections of hallways a piece with four or five enemy encounters there's a four in each segment that is correct there is a, I don't believe it's random. I think it's a set group of enemies you have to fight every time, but I did not write them down because I hate these. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing too, again, nothing too crazy. There is a neat uh, Bahamut dragon at the end of one that's kind of cool, but it's... Oh, really? No kidding. Not exactly a boss monster. Yeah, it just looks kind of like an evil red Yoshi, I thought. Oh, okay, yeah. I know exactly you know what, I'm what talking you're talking about. about. Yeah, that's Roid Rage Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. It might have. Yeah, I think he's got wings, but it's not a very deadly foe, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I remember those guys. Oh, wait, those are the um, from Super Mario World. Yeah, the the dudes that come out of the lava and try to try to pull you down. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, is this is similar? Yeah, with like. I think those. that's just a uh, it's like a 3D version of that character that mm. I think they're in the castles. Also kind of like the the Zar Dragon was similar to that. You know what I mean? That yeah, rawr, yeah. yeah. When you're riding the little skull, at least in Super Mario World, but yeah, we also have two puzzle rooms. Yes, these are my personal favorite because they test your mind and not your well, whatever else it tests. Yeah, and I think I ended up doing both of these because I know I got the Sonic symbols and the Super Slap for Princess Peach. Even though no. that's that's not as good as your frying pan, is it? Or is that better? No, I, I wrote this down because I wanted to, to, to check, but frying pan is still uh, Peach's best weapon in the game. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. So that kind of sucks if you're like, your prize. I was like, man. Unless you just really like slapping fools. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is funny. Your hand gets real big, but got to go with the pan. Yeah, and um, uh, real quick, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, uh, so we said you only have to do four of these to move forward, but you can go back and finish them, right? I think so. I, I don't know if you have to like beat it and then come back. Full full disclosure, I did not. So <laughs> I think you can come back and get all these items. I, I vaguely recall doing it. Yeah. So don't don't be deterred, or unless you're lazy like me. Yeah. So the first of the puzzle rooms. Well, here we've got one that's kind of interesting where you you have this guy Doctor Topper who's like a hammer brother kind of looking he fellow is. who's he's hammer kind of the, <laughs> he's the host of uh, this game. And uh, the first room, it's like uh, he has you have a little floating chest that you know, and he tells you there's 21 coins in the box, and you each take turns removing up to four of them at once. The goal is to get the last coin. Yeah, you can take between one and four corn uh, coins, and uh, it'd be cooler <laughs> if it was corns. Yeah. You know? Oh man, I wish. And then whoever takes the twenty-first coin loses. And uh, the strategy here is to try to take coin number fifteen, and you will guarantee yourself a win mathematically. Oh sure, because no matter what he picks, you can counter. Yeah, go force, right up there, force him down. So yeah, not not too shabby. It's kind of similar to many. I, I don't know, like <laughs> kids placemat games I would play over the years or, you know, where it's like, I don't know. It's 
goofy yeah, it's, stuff. It's like, a, it's like a bar game for when you're a nine-year-old and you're at a juice <laughs> bar, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we move on to the second room, which is uh, an interesting little room that has a grid of, of a four-by-four kind of the green exclamation point switches buttons. I, I like this one a lot. This one's, this one's kind of fun because you can just screw around and then you can get frustrated, but as long as you keep jumping around, eventually you, you will get the combination. Yeah, because it's like whichever one you jump on, it will reverse the surrounding buttons so they'll go down and then you can jump on the next one and then, then some of them will raise and lower and that's right yeah so as you jump on switches the surrounding switches turn red or disappear what was it i wrote down turn red but i, I thought i remember them just depressing i think they just yeah okay um but yeah you can you can bumble around through this one until you get it but um, eventually you'll get the sequence and all the switches will depress and you can move forward I mean, I definitely just kind of mashed around. I wasn't, it, it's one of those types of puzzles I've seen before, but I, I've never been able to get like a good strategy, you know? <laughs> like, if I were more patient, it might be kind of fun to to look at the puzzle and get a piece of paper and a pencil and be like, okay, if I do left, right, left, forward, you know, and you could do that, but or just bounce around. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't punish you enough to make that necessary. <laughs> <laughs> And then the final one is we have another kind of room with a grid where this is a grid of what would be a four by four grid of little cannonballs. But in reality, there's one spot missing. That is correct. There are 16 spots and 15 cannonballs. And you can kind of take a you kick a cannonball and it'll like go it'll it'll kind of hop over whichever one is in the path in the direction you kick and that'll eliminate one. So your goal is to eliminate them one by one by hopping over them kind of with your with other cannonballs until you get down to one yeah there's sort of like a pseudo checkers i guess maybe a little bit yeah a little bit or it also reminds me i don't know this is another kind of old-timey game i think i saw this at cracker barrel somewhat recently where really it's a little like triangle with a bunch of holes drilled into it and you put the little golf tees in it and it's like you can oh, okay. hop. It, it's a similar puzzle but it's a, a triangular kind of one gotcha definitely uh, over nursing home game <laughs> so got something for all ages here brother yeah i mean it's no super mario rpg but it'll keep the kids <laughs> quiet right <laughs> I actually do like this one uh, quite a bit because I, I think there's only there's only a couple different ways you can do this. So you kind of have to figure out the correct sequence. So there may only be one way to actually actually do it. I could see there being more than one, but it is like it's not it's not super tough. It's actually easier than that other triangle one I was talking about because there's more spaces and options, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's it for puzzle puzzle door one. And, uh, you know, not too bad. You get your rock candy and. Then we move on to the final of the six doors, the second puzzle one, which is in some ways a tougher one. I don't know. I'm because it starts off with the the <laughs> trivia game. Yeah, this this uh, whole puzzle door feels a little bit more like you're you're in school trying to solve some some riddles. Yeah, th I think this is the this is definitely tougher than the other puzzle door. Well, I mean, you know, the quiz questions aren't super tough there is a, a huge bank of like i don't know like they ask you 12 and there's got to be at least 30 or maybe even 40 of these yeah so um here you meet uh dr topper again i believe right uh yeah yeah dr Topper. <laughs> and the uh the first thing he challenges you with is the trivia quiz right and you get five seconds to answer and um you're standing on a platform oh, and if yeah. you get the question correct the platform will move up um, and if you get the question wrong, it will move down. So uh, got to kind of beat the clock and not not sit on your hands for too long till you answer. And then if you you know go all the way back down, you got to start over. You don't have to answer all 12, right? You can beat it before then if you get high enough, right? I can't recall how many you actually have to get. But um, right. and all the questions are kind of just, uh, you know, he'll ask you things about the game that you sort of have to remember. Well, right. it's like some of them are pretty, you know, it's like, what was Mallow asked to get for Frog Fuchsius? And it's like yeah. cricket pie, you know, okay. I mean, it's multiple choice, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so there's that, which makes it, because some of these are tricky, like where, what color are the curtains in Mario's house? Or you're like, uh. I was there, you know, 30 hours ago, man. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. They're They're not too bad, but I mean, some of them are kind of obscure but this is one that if you have trouble and have to redo you know you'll you'll learn the answers pretty quickly yeah it's it can be uh can be a little frustrating if you just don't remember any of this stuff because then you just have to start writing the answers down 
Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, get your trivia on, and then you can head through that big red door into the new room where, where, uh, with an interesting uh, barrel counting game. Yeah, this is pretty simple. You got a whole bunch of barrels stacked up in the corner, and you get 10 seconds to count how many barrels you see on the screen. And then once you get the correct answer, that's really it, right? You're taking to the next room. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little tricky because it's like you kind of have to do math a little because they're you know there's you can see barrels but there are implied ones stacked below them that you kind of got to add up so yeah again that um isometric view you kind of you know like you're saying have to do the math on how many are back there but if yeah. you get fairly close with your your guesstimate then i don't i think the the the, the false answers are fairly forgiving yeah it's not it's not too terribly tough so and then, so we'll move through another red door to the final room, which is an interesting little logic puzzle. I, I call this the Die Hard 3 room. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen that, it's, you know, you basically are given a, like a word game trivia that you yeah. have to sort of figure out, which I could read for you if you'd like, Nick. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you are tasked with figuring out the order that four guys in a triathlon came in based on the following clues. Number one, I outrode Monster on my bike, and Monster, this is in place of their name, by the way, mm -hmm. was never able to pass me. Number two, I fell into fourth place during the bike race, but I finally ended up in the same place as I did in the swimming event. Number three, I placed the same in the swimming and cycling events, but two others beat me in the marathon. And number four simply says, I came in third for swimming. Yeah, which is a little tricky. I think the, you know, like you said, Monster, that name changes randomly right because you have four little you know you've got a boo uh goomba yeah a dry bones and a cheap cheap uh yeah so kind of depending on uh i think that's what you know all the other ones stay the same no matter what so that one kind of gives you a clue or, or changes it randomly from time to time once again once we get the correct answer we are rewarded with some rock candy whoop whoop whoop, whoop indeed so you get your sweet tooth on there once we do four of them, then it, we're pushed through to the next part of the game where we have a mini boss. Yeah. We'll go through another red door and kind of fall down to a save point and then another one, right? And that's where we, we go through the other red door and then we see old Magic Koopa. Magic Koopa. And we have to fight him finally. Yeah, that jerk. Show him what's up. Yes, we will. Uh, if you can overcome his incredibly high magic defense. Which is tough. Do you have uh, any special recommendations for this big bad fight? Uh, so high magic defense, obviously you want to focus on physical attacks. You can uh, cast fear on him fairly easily if you use a Fright Bomb or Bowser's Terrorize. So oh, his, yeah. his magic is, is strong, like pretty strong. So you'll likely need a, a good healer. So, you know, Peach is good to have in the party. Peach, sure. Bowser, and Mario at this point, like the the og trio for the castle yeah and he uh magic koopa summons enemies too to mess with you right he does he's yeah uh, uh it says they're brainwashed enemies um <laughs> so as they uh spawn just kill those guys and then go right back to hammering on him yeah very he's pretty yeah he's, he's not bad barely a boss so. <laughs> yeah but once we beat him it's revealed that he was brainwashed he didn't actually want to hurt us and he decides to help us out yeah, what a guy. Helps us out with uh, a, a game-breaking item, I might add. Yeah, kind of. He, he he conjures a magical coin box that is infinite coins. The golden coin infinite box. He's the Elon Musk of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> oh, I, w I wouldn't insult him that way. but uh, <laughs> Or is he more of the Bezos? I was going to say that a Krako was Jeff Bezos because he appears in the next room and he's fully stocked up on even more items. So he's your Amazon.com there. Yeah, and there's actually some decent armor here, right? There's like the final, with the exception of the lazy armor, right? You can get hero shirt, prince pants. Yeah, yeah. The, that's, other... that's, that's the final set for purchase, right? I think so. So yeah, and you can definitely... You know, get whatever you can and need here uh, before we head forward into the next room of the dungeon. Again, very linear, you know. Yeah, they're kind of just pushing you through at this point. And uh, we bump directly into another mini boss. We have to fight Boomer, which is uh, what? what is Boomer? What does he look like? I could not tell you. Uh, <laughs> kind of like a weird handlebar mustache, Santa Claus made in a factory. Yeah, I mean, vaguely, it looks like kind of like a robot with a 
Like, it doesn't really have legs, right? It's kind of an iron skirt sort of thing. Yeah, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. There is an old 80s toy called Robo Force, which were these robots with their arms were kind of like um, bendy straws, kind of, where they were flexible. Really? You know, bendable. But, yeah. Uh, and they were just these big, like, kind of cylindrical robots with a big round head on top. And then their bottom was a suction cup. If I remember right, I, I didn't have any. I had a friend who had some and I thought they were super cool. But yeah, oh. um, so uh, any uh, <laughs> cartridge commandos out there, if you know what, what RoboForce is and you know what Boomer is, confirm my suspicions. I, I got nothing to add on that one. Sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No, you're 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 good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is a weird little creature robot. But again, not not necessarily super deadly. He's up on the chandeliers, right? Uh, y- yes, yes, where you originally fought Bowser, if I'm not mistaken. And as I understand it, he is um, the opposite of Magikoopa and is susceptible to your specials. So things like Ultra Flame and uh, Geno Blast and Bowser Crush are effective on him. Blast him down. Yeah, you take him out and then... Oh, the- he does, he does have um this attack called Shaker that causes instant death, but it, it can be blocked. So you have to... uh time to hit it to block it or else it can be an instant death that kind of makes him interesting i suppose but i guess we didn't really mention that he'll he starts out red which means he's uh, susceptible to the specials but then at some point he will turn blue and then you got to switch your strategy to, to magic oh yeah 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 so watch out for that but that's easy to easy enough to do all your at least i thought so <laughs> but yeah but after defeating him then you, you ride the chandelier right up to the top of the castle Yep, and now we were we are at the very top, and we are staring in the face Xor, the true boss of Bowser's Castle, the giant sword that crashed into it in the beginning. Yes, and this is uh, actually a pretty—I mean, not necessarily super tough, but it feels like a, the first real boss fight. Yeah, he's he's a bully, man. He's another one of these bosses that, um, for some reason, he reminds me of the the evil cake we bought, fought back in Marymore, where you've got. <laughs> All of these different, um, you've got his eyes you have to attack, you've got the hilt of the sword, and then I, and then his mouth, is that right? Yeah, is so it... it's it's like you have the, the two big eyes and, and the mouth, which is called Neosquid, weirdly enough, Whoa. and they're on like the hilt of the sword, and then way up on the pommel is his, oh. you know, his little face with the eyes up there that you attack. I was Which, uh, I was not up to date on my sword terminology. <laughs> oh well, you know I've nomenclature. <laughs> you play D and D for thirty years, you learn a few things, but <laughs> um, very nerdy things. But anyhow, you uh, so the XOR is you know he's the the real boss you want to fight, but you can't do it just straight away because the you have to kill the left eye, right eye, and the mouth, the neo squid, before you can attack the actual XOR. Yeah, so uh, the actual XOR being that demonic-looking head at the very top, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, you, he will not take any damage whatsoever until you knock out Right Eye, Left Eye, and Neo Squid, which uh, Neo Squid has 800 health, Left Eye has 300, Right Eye has 500, and they all have different kind of attack sets and things that they do. So it, it can be it can be a little tricky, but I mean, they don't have a ton of HP at least. Yeah, I mean the the eyes will come back after a while. So, you know, it's it's similar to I don't know, many fights in the Final Fantasy series where, you yep. know, that oh, you they've got the shield back up so you got to stop hitting it, you know, beat the beat the eyes and then go back to making some real progress. Exactly. And then Exor himself, he's got a health pool of 1800, so mm. when you get the chance, when he lowers his defenses, you really got to hammer on him. Yeah, go for it fully, fully, man. <laughs> so a little more challenging, but nothing that will stop the great one and only Mario, Super Mario. So side note, XOR's Japanese name is Kari, which comes from the Japanese word for cutting or oh. cut. Very creative. <laughs> okay, okay. I was, I mean, XOR isn't exactly, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, there was, it's rumored that that was, that came from Excalibur, but who knows? Oh, that also, makes... last piece of trivia for him: uh, the fabled Geno Whirl attack that does nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine. This can take out Exor in one hit if you time it properly. Oh man! Wow. Oh, not me. <laughs> got to be a Super Mario RPG god. Yeah, got to be a real genologist. 
But yeah, so then we get like warped inside the sword, right? Or we, we go through some sort of warp. Uh, so after you kill him, he opens his mouth, uh, the uh, the lower mouth, uh, Neo Squid, if you will, <laughs> and a giant beam comes out and sucks all of you in. Yeah. And then we get kind of this cool little rotoscoped animation of all the characters falling down this dark pit. Yeah, so you're in a, a, a spooky looking kind of, I guess, stone. It all looks pretty creepy yeah there's like this this big kind of wave overwash on the screen it kind of feels misty or Mm -hmm. cloudy or something lots of creepy enemies here too the you know grim reapers and stuff uh yeah we're treated to the get kind of this this rocking uh Oh, how would you describe it? It's it's like if Nine Inch Nails took over the uh, soundtrack at this point. Ooh, the real Resner Rhino, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another notable thing about this is there's typically, you know, these like, I guess you could say little islands of stone, but they're connected by screws with those bolts on them so that you have to hop across. Or if you fall, then you... You fall down to a little trampoline and you got to restart. Yeah, most of this area is a big balancing act. Um, again, where you're just jumping around on these screws trying to spin your way across. And there really isn't like any big hunks of solid land where you can... I guess there's a couple, uh, but typically you're fighting a boss there. Yeah, yeah. So don't fall, man. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah, don't fall. You got to get there. So the first boss we come to is the clock, right? Or... It is indeed. Yes, countdown. Countdown. That's I like that name for some reason. It's very threatening. Like, what, yeah. what's going to happen? What's going down? Countdown is uh, a little tricky because it's a big clock, and you attack the face of it, which is countdown, and it's it's clocking in a twenty four hundred HP. <laughs> yes, he is. That's that's quite healthy. Uh, it will take you a lot of time to take him down. <laughs> I, I was like, why is he laughing? <laughs> and then it slowly. Oh, jeez. Um, and but countdown's not alone so there's the two bells atop this alarm clock ding-a-ling and they have 1200 hp that's also quite a bit for a, a side piece of the same enemy versus what we fought up to this point so i know right but countdown uh his 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 whole shtick and gimmick is the the clock face right he's he's got yeah. based on what time it is is based on what attacks are gonna come out and you know he'll he'll do some status effecty stuff like spore chime um and then he's got all these voice lines talking about like what time it is and he'll say it's time to recover it's three o'clock and then he'll heal himself or, or something Aww. so what does he say about 420 <laughs> oh. oh um that's a gas attack but uh <laughs> This boss, I start with the face of the countdown and try to beat it down first and then move on to the, the dingamalings. But so dinglings are, are they're weak to thunder. So if you happen to have Mallow in your party, you can you know go on back to your thunder attacks and probably take them out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, you should. That's what I, I would do. That's what I would and did. <laughs> okay, so having defeated clock clock down, <laughs> countdown. <laughs> Um, we now can move on to the next chunk, which is uh, similar to before, but instead of dealing with those screws and nuts to cross areas, now we have a series of different conveyor belts. Oh, I hate the conveyor belts. They're, they're above you, they're around you, um, you use them to move around and get items, but the game also uses them to throw enemies at you relentlessly. Yeah, you're getting um, this where we're starting to see machine maids, right? That is correct. You will see machine maids, which are... Uh, just replicas of many of the smithy enemies we've seen throughout the whole game at this point. Yeah, they're kind of like gray, black and white gray versions. You know, we've got all the Axum Rangers. There's uh, there's even that weird, that was that Yuridovich, that demon thing? Or... Yeah, from Seaside Town. I, God, I hated that fight. But yeah, we got to yeah. fight more of him if you bump into him. Ugh, yeah, so you, you try to avoid, there's even some ninjas at the end. Yeah, yeah, you are correct. But uh, yeah. So this area, you're you're really just trying to survive and uh, hopefully not bump into too many of these guys. Um, you'll most likely be leveled to the point where if you dash through this area, you you could fight Smithy and uh, be just fine. But there are many items scattered around if you'd like to, you know, stop and grab a few things. Yeah, if you need to, yeah. But uh, if you use the infinite coin box back in Bowser's Keep, then you could just go buy whatever you needed before you even came here. I mean, that's a thing from many RPGs where the final level is full of like treasure chests with like a million gold. And you're like, great. I don't what am I going to do with this? Like jerks or (laughs) going to be the king after this is all over, I guess. Yeah. 
I'm like, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll invest it wisely in a Roth IRA. And, <laughs> you know, you got to think about your future. You know, Mario's not going to be young forever. Um, Set up a trust fund for the kids. <laughs> for the little Marios and the plumbers. Uh, but yeah, you go basically up here. I think it's after you fight that Yuridovich that you like fall down, right? Into the room with the next boss fight with uh, Cloaker and Domino. Cloaker and Domino. This character design is awesome. Like I... I don't know why they saved this guy for the very end of the game. And who even is, is he just the guard of this area? Like, is that his whole job? He should have had a whole area in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Because he's like, there's no legs, right? It's like a person with a ball at the bottom, maybe you could say, instead of legs. You know, now that I'm looking at him, he reminds me of um, Great Guy and Knife Guy. The way they they kind of balanced on a ball and hovered sort of with a cape. Yeah, yeah. Because what Cloaker's kind of got a shield and what is that a club? Uh, and and Domino is more dressed like a wizard with a purple cape and hood and such. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a secret under that cape too. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. But yeah, so his secret is a giant snake. It truly is. Um, so <laughs> does he start as Earthlink or or Mad Adder or switch between the two? Well, I I didn't notice this playing it, but I have since learned where if you if you defeat Domino first, right, then he attaches up to Earthlink. Mm -hmm. But if you beat Cloaker first, and th then he'll just, you'll fight Mad Adder instead, I, see. I guess. but So it changes based on how you're you're playing this fight then. Yeah, which, I mean, it's kind of worth planning out because uh, Mad Adder is uh, significantly weaker, I think, than Earthlink, you know? Yeah, Mad Adder, I, I know his health pool is quite a bit lower, so... Yeah, I can imagine gonna... his attacks are less powerful. But... Yeah, and I mean, it's doable either way, but it's just one of those kind of interesting, I don't know, pretty interesting fight. I thought they were I thought they were cool. It was just nice to see that kind of effort thrown in and the, the last few wee minutes of the game. Right, right, yeah. They could have just put a gray, you know, maybe you have to fight Bowyer and mac at the same time you know they, they could have done that but they decided not to no i actually respect them for you do kind of expect it's a not an uncommon thing and not just rpgs but bosses you know you there are but other games with where you get the boss rush at the end where you fight them all over in a row but here yeah. those guys are just little you know throwaway fights and you get some pretty uh pretty neat and interesting uh new bosses so good for them i respect the effort yeah, for sure. But that's not all the bosses, because once you've beaten Domino, we then get to move to a new area where we start going down kind of the factory proper here. Yeah, and this, uh, the I believe the soundtrack cuts, too. You lose that industrial synthy thing, and uh, mm -hmm. it starts to feel very serious. Like, you know, this is you're in the final stretch. Yeah, yeah, because this is all, you know, industrial. We've got like metal plating walls instead of stone, etc. Mm -hmm. And you're fighting hammers and and, uh, and other tools. Yeah, a little kind of almost very cartoonish, you know, a little hammer with, you know, eyes on its head and legs. And they just kind of smack you. But you do go through the defeating all the administrators of this factory, I guess, because it starts with the clerk. That is correct, which is just uh, if, if, if you've ever played Shovel Knight, he looks exactly like Shovel Knight. Yeah, yes, he does. I didn't think about it, but you're a hundred percent right. A uh, little little horned, helmeted knight uh, who attacks you, but not not too tough, uh, to be honest. Yeah, not not really too much to discuss about him. But then uh, you know you go through that screen to the next one, and then you'll fight a blue version called the manager. The manager is garnishing all the wages. He's skimming off the top. I know it. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he, he rolls in with some tougher version of hammers, but, but all the hammers at least are weak against thunder. So if you have mallow here, you know, and you tear those up with your, your lightning. I think the weaker hammers are the mad mallets and the stronger hammers mm. are the pounders. Yes, they are. But pound them before they pound you and quarter pound them, maybe even half pound them. Who knows? <laughs> Double quarter pound them. Ooh. So we beat the manager and his hammer goons. Then you fight the director, who's a red version, you know, oh. and comes in with four pound debts. You know, same thing here. Kick them, kick all their butts. Just a color swap with more HP. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And we finally get something a little different here. The fourth boss uh, in a row, which is the, the factory chief, who looks like a ninja and the gun, gun yolk. <laughs> yeah, the factory chief is 
just looks like he's working the gun yolk, brother. Yeah, which kind of looks like a, it's like a tank, I guess, or it's, it kind of looks like a cross between a tank and a pot of molten lava. Kind of looks like a medieval roller skate that's got some stew (laughs) inside of it. It's an interesting, uh, and I don't know what the name gun yolk means or why. I, I do not. Who knows? But, uh, you know, you can focus up on either one of them first. I There's nothing, anything scary as this weird gun yolk might look. It's just another creature, to be honest. So uh, The most interesting part of this uh, character is uh, whenever he goes to cast a spell, a little fire orb will kind of pop out of the, the top of the gun yolk and it has a smiley face that, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's taunting you, but slay these two fools. Uh, and when they're beaten, you can kind of see these, I guess, like smokestacks or, you know, they're gray kind of spiky pipes, tubes at the at the the end of this room hallway. And going down one will take us into the room with the final boss. Yep. Gino speaks to Mario and you guys hop in the tube and it's time to get this guy out of the Mushroom Kingdom. This is it. We head down there and we are immediately in an encounter with Smithy and and his I guess, I don't know if it's a person, like, I don't know if it's animated, but it's the smelter, which is kind of a, a nozzle that spews out molten metal, I guess, that he then hammers into little creatures, shapers. Yeah, and Smithy himself looks like a, a crazy mechanical Santa Claus with a crown on and a giant hammer. He is a, an interesting bearded fellow. Indeed, with a star on his chest. And uh, I guess mm. before we come down here, I should mention that there's a save point uh, uh, right before you have to fight Gunyolk and the factory chief. So if you want to save your game and then at that point, um, you could, you know, go top off on items if you think you're going to need them because this is it. Back to the action. That's right. And so we're down here with Smithy. He's got his big hammer and I personally just ignored the smelter. I, I did as well. I go straight to Smithy and then uh, kind of clear that this is not, not his only form. They do the classic <laughs> RPG trope. I know I know something else is coming. Yeah. So the strategy here is just to uh, get him knocked out as fast as possible before you eat through any of your resources. Which isn't too tough. He does, does have some strong attacks, but, you know, and he's weighing in at 2,000 HP. Yeah, it's, which is, you know, that's beefy, but it's, it's nothing insane. No, I mean, it's... You know, when you got you keep mowing the lawn with those shipers, shni- those peach snops, yeah, yeah, peach snops. I'll get you there. But you you beat this beat this old man <laughs> cruelly. Yeah, and I just want to point out real quick too his dialogue when you start this fight way less threatening than what I uh, would have imagined for an interdimensional Star Lord <laughs> that's you know enslaved an entire kingdom. He basically just says, "Oh, you must be Mario. How'd you like the factory? I'll crush you all." And that's you know the bulk of your dialogue. So. <laughs> he's a Very man of grandiose. few words. <laughs> it's all business. Yeah, you know, well, he's trying to run this whole factory <laughs> practically by himself. As factory chief is is gone now too, so you know. Yeah, they're all doing, what do they call it, quiet quitting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, eventually some some of his, like, uh, I guess employees come down and say, you know, they, they yell something at him and the floor, like, breaks and you fall down into a dark pit. And that's when Smithy reveals his true evil form. Yeah, they basically just taunt him into destroying his own factory. And Which now is cruel, falling- man. This guy's a business owner. Ugh. <laughs> in this economy come on i know he did. oh jeez. all right but, uh, so now we're down with the much creepier looking uh insano evil robot smithy where he looks like a 1950s robot toy kind of in this area too the the arena that you fight him in is the easily the the scariest thing i probably have ever seen well it is freaky because it's like the cave is made of you know there's a few pipes but it's all smithy heads like but they're all dark and red it looks like you're in like a almost a boiler room or something i don't know yeah which suggests to me that uh, you know his whatever entity he is that's just a, a body that he created for this world man oh he's like some creepy lovecraftian yeah. demon but apart from you know his creepy face and body, his kind of gimmick is that he changes heads uh, throughout. I mean, he kind of cycles through them, right? Yeah. So as you do damage to Smithy, he has a total of what is it? It's five different heads, including the uh, the first one that that spawns. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got uh, your main Smithy head, which is what we described. He's got the tank head, which his head just turns into a tank with a crown on it. 
Yeah. Um, you got the the magic head, which is uh, creepy to say the least. He's yes. his head is basically like his face is in the belly of a cloak, and the cloak is kind of sauntering at you. Yeah, I mean, it's um, like it looks like a wizard up top of him with his head. It's like a little quato head from Total yeah. Recall or whatever, like coming out of his stomach. It's uh, it's a little too much. It's it's gross, really. Not a big fan. <laughs> then we've got the mask head, also creepy. Is uh, just a, a face inside of like an iron coffin or behind like an iron door, looking through a window. Yeah, I, I weirdly named too. So. Yeah, and then we've got the treasure head. His head's just a, a giant metal treasure box with a crown. Yeah, and that's the final head, correct? I, I they they cycle right based on you know sort of like previous bosses that oh, um, okay. or do they not? I, they they may or may not. I honestly don't recall. Um, yeah, I always thought sure. they cycled, but I I could see that. But I feel like by the time you get to the final one, because he is you know the heads all kind of share an HP total of eight thousand, so. It's beefy. It's the beefiest we've seen yet. You're just plowing through. Um, and the thing that's tricky is all that all the heads kind of have different weaknesses and resistances. So and unless you are keeping up with it, you want to just uh, kind of just beat them down. I was lazy shelling it, and you know it does take mm-hmm. a little while. But this, I don't know. I think the the magic spells are kind of tough to get the uh, to get a lot out of. You know. I would agree. Um, the stuff he's weak to, though, interestingly enough, is largely elemental, like ice, fire, thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, the only head that has a weakness to Mario's jump attack is the mask head. So that's one out of five. So you may not even want to use Mario for this one. Who knows? Mm, yeah, well. Or no jumps, at least. Yeah, you stay, stay, keep your feet on the ground and your eyes forward as you slay this evil creep. Stay grounded. Uh, yeah, so it's just a big fight, you know. Um, I guess... You know, it's not like a complicated fight necessarily, despite the various heads. You can eventually just beat them down depending, you know, hopefully you've got enough items or really it comes down to healing. And if you're rolling with Peach and Mallow, you're probably going to do all right. Yeah, I, I, I for this fight, um, I normally stock up on items like the the Big Daddy stuff since we have infinite coins. So you can you can load up on the best heals in the game, have a full stock, and then you can get two big big damage doers on your team and just kind of have one. You could even just have Mallow as your main healer and conceivably yeah. get through this quicker. Yeah, it's definitely a faster way. You know, bring up uh, Bowser or you know maybe Gino's got some cool stuff to mess with him but i don't know i i I beat it with bowser my first time through i I do remember that but uh so tried something new here and it worked out pretty well i hear you but uh it's it's very cinematic fight i will say is worthy of being a final boss fight all the all the forms are cool the music's cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then eventually he just explodes right and the last star is left yep he will start to spaz out and give us some death gurgles and uh (laughs) tell us he doesn't believe it and he's done for and kaboom and then a star comes out of him that's right we ended his life took his star yep and then uh uh room goes black and uh star spins over mario's head and comes on down and the final fanfare begins yeah and we get a pretty solid ending here i think it is good i mean they they could have uh, again been cheap if they wanted to or saved some time but they gave us our money's worth on this one i think yeah, you know, like you hits most of the beats you expect to go back and see a lot of your friends or, you know, it shows you kind of walking through. Yeah, get a big uh, big scene with uh, Gino taking the last star and all the stars back up to the star road and restoring it and bringing peace back to the land. And then um, shortly after that, we get the credit roll cut scene, which is awesome. It's uh, just a big, was it a big parade going through the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of reminds me of, well, Super Mario World's ending, right? Where it would show a little scene of Mario walking back through certain levels? Or did I just make that up? No, I think you're right. It, it is like all backgrounds of uh, areas we've been to. And I, did, I had a note here as well that um, there's a song as you send up the last star and, and um, you know, the sky turns blue again. There's this sort of slow, somber piano tune that I think is from Final Fantasy. And I was going to ask you to go back and check it out and get back to me. Or maybe some cartridge commandos know out there and they can write in. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll definitely put it in this episode. So Okay, and we'll, we'll see. It sounds like it's from a Final Fantasy game. I think it is. I just don't know which one. Okay, so I definitely recognize that, but I'm not sure from where. It does have a... It's something, man. I might even... I, man, I, I don't know. I couldn't... I can't place it. I'll try to... As I was listening, I was humming along with it. Like I've I've heard this. Like I it, maybe it's in this game. I don't I don't know. I, I swear to God, it's in a Final Fantasy game, or it's some think, kind of fanfare in the series. 
Well, if I can if I can come up with anything before I edit this, I'll drop it in here. Otherwise, it's on you, Cartridge Commandos. <laughs> Solve this mystery for us. Yeah, you do some of the work now. Come on. Yeah. All right, and now we can move on to review this game. Woo! All right, so here at Cartridge Commandos, we use a classic rating system with four categories with scores ranging from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. What'd you think, Dale? Graphics and sound. Uh, so I gave this a five. And uh, b- before you say I'm biased, well, I am. But uh, this game looks <laughs> and sounds incredible. Um, all the sounds are memorable. Um, all the songs are lovable toe tappers. They go with the area in which they're set in. The enemies are inspired and strange, um, but they, they, they're serviceable. They look good. I think they're interesting. Some people are not a fan of the, the rotoscoping and things like that, but I think the character models, and we've talked about all the pantomiming and the, the animation, I think it's top-notch, man. I think I'm inclined to agree, man. Um, I was kind of going with a 4.5, but I can't really think of any reason why I wouldn't give it a 5.0, so I will, because, you know, I like the I like everything. I like the I like all the backgrounds. I, I'm maybe uh, in a minority here, but I like the isometric view. It's pretty cool. I like character designs. Are, they feel enough like Mario that everything fits in, but uh, and at the same time, it's got its own kind of personality that sets it apart from the Mario canon at large. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. And, you know, of course, as we've mentioned, the soundtrack is great stuff that also feels appropriately Mario. You know, it fits in with uh, previous Mario stuff, but also you get that touch of Final Fantasy of Square in there, so it's a good, uh, it's, it's fun. It, they they meld together well. I don't know what else they could have done visually or with the sound to improve it. I'll just put it that way. Agree that. Okay, and what about play control? How'd you rate this, Mr. Dale? Play control. I gave this a four, Mr. Nick. Okay. And really because it it doesn't demand a lot out of the player physically um, for the most part. It's pretty easy to platform around everything you need to do. You're you're able to do like any beginner can pick it up and play. Mm -hmm. Um, And I docked a point for the areas that we've talked about over the last several hours uh, where, you know, (laughs) the perspective or the shadows or the random slides to get a frog coin, things like that, that just didn't quite warrant a five. I feel you. Um, I, I came in with a 3.0. Um, you know, everything's fine. I think your jump feels good. It's just, again, it's certain areas where if you can't see the ground and that isometric jumping is, is pretty tough. And I, I feel like the controls in the battle system are okay, but it, it is kind of disorienting at first when you're used to a menu-based one where, you know, where you're using Y for attack or X for items and A for... sure. Right, right. Um, so I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it's simple enough and easy enough to learn to. It's not like a deal breaker. So, you know, but on the whole, pretty good stuff. Uh, you know, and I like that they let you do the timed hits, even though certain characters, <clears throat> Gino, <clears throat> were really hard for me to wrap my head around how to do it properly. But that could very well be more my problem than the games. But, you know, again, good stuff. That I, I don't I don't really see it as a, a true weak point or anything. I suppose I could be talked into maybe a 3.5 or something for, you know, like those D-pad controls for for Bowser's moves. I'm a little, you know, uh, stingier with points, I think. So don't, you know, they're free. Give away as many as you want. No one's going (laughs) to, there's no inflation here. So Yeah, well, there were very few times where I was like, oh, these controls, I'll, I'll never get through this, you know. No, yeah, nothing like that. All right, and now we get to challenge. How do you feel about this, Mr. Dale? You know what, Nick? Why don't you start this one off? Just because I'm curious. Okay. Well, as far as challenge goes, I went with a 1.5. I thought this was pretty easy. Ga- and that's not, a you know, as a low score for me. I don't rate it weird like that. You know, it's, it's a pretty easy and gentle game uh, to its credit, I think. There I was never frustrated or, and I never felt like, boy, I... I'm really going to have to go grind or, you know, to get past this. Uh, And it's definitely not like the trickiest RPG, especially combat or even the puzzle stuff wise, you know? So I I think, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, 
Really, yeah, the only yeah. tough parts were the the weird jumping parts, but I, f- I feel like I took that out on the play control, so I'll give him a pass here. But <laughs> what about you? I'm uh, largely in line with you on this one. I, I put a two, um, and I initially wanted to say a one um, because most of this game is just a simple grind, um, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. super manageable. But then if you factor in uh, acing some of the mini games that challenge factor, like if you care about that mm. stuff, the challenge factor will shoot up. Um, landing 99 mini jumps, or oh, I'm sorry, yeah. super jumps. That's that's crazy. That's difficult. Um, <laughs> yes, defeating Helix yes. if you don't have the proper gear can be incredibly frustrating. That's um, true. So I bumped there, it up to a two. Um, I can I can see that because there definitely are some tough parts in the game, but they're almost entirely all optional. I would agree, yeah. So good for them. And finally, we've got the big bad boy theme and fun, and I'm going to go first and give it a 5.0. Ooh. I think it's it's a very fun game. It's, you know, for even if you're an RPG vet, it's a fun breeze through, and the theme is pretty solid you get uh just enough mario for to draw you back in and familiarity but you get to see him with some new enemies and new scenarios that are they're all pretty cool and fun and they they fit right in wow i'm a color me surprised man i thought you would dock it a little bit um i also gave it a five i absolutely loved the marriage of mario and final fantasy uh, as a kid and as an adult I will say, even though the combat is repetitive, um, there's still a fun factor with the timed hits that, it, you know, it doesn't <laughs> let it get too stale by the end. And then there's certain things like, you know, finding all the frog coins, the hidden blocks that kind of there's always sort of a carrot on the stick in this game where it doesn't seem like there's much to it, but there there always kind of is. I mean, it's I've said multiple times that it's not a super hard game. It's not a super long game. I wish there was a little more meat on the bone, yeah. but I've still never done every single thing in it. So yeah, to, yeah. To its credit. So yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a five. I could. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I would have liked a little more like character building freedom. You know, I like to, you, you can't really do anything crazy with any of the characters. You know, you're not like, well, I decided to, even with the level up system, which is fine, but it's like, I'm going to turn Mario into a real wizard. And it's like, well, you, agree. you can't a little, but, and, and the, the equipment is for the most part, you know, it's a very linear progression of you're just getting slightly better equipment. So, yeah, you know, and in the development of the game, to your to your credit, um, I think the the artwork that was pitched to Shigeru Miyamoto was Mario wearing a suit of armor with a, with a sword, and he said that's that's going too far Final Fantasy. So it was a creative choice oh. not to sort of let you customize a little yeah. bit, which I think is what they intended on doing initially. But um, and then the story, I don't I don't know if I mentioned the the story a whole lot, but man, I just loved like every line of dialogue in this game. Uh, like there's there's always something charming going on or something that makes you laugh. Yeah, it does a good job of being even if it's not the most gripping tale, there's starts off a little mystery, you know, what's going on with these weird stars and stuff. But uh, I, I think the on the whole, even when it's not the most original it's funny so they, they it's good i like thumbs up make you feel good inside by the end all right so here it is the final question dale do you think our listeners should play this game absolutely yes nick they should i agree get, get out there if you haven't already i mean as you've had almost 30 years to do it just slackers yeah get on it man it's out there it's everywhere it's on every every nintendo console well, not it's, everyone, it's, but. it's great. And if anyone has, you know, um, some little little ones that you want to turn into RPG fans, I think this is a great place to start. Everyone still loves Mario. So that's a, that's a good hook to draw someone in. And the gameplay is gentle enough that it doesn't scare off anyone, you know. Agreed. And now is the time to play, too, because they have been kicking around the idea of Super Mario RPG 2 a little bit this year. So who knows? Maybe it'll happen. Wow, that would be crazy. That would be good stuff. Good timing. I, it's because of our podcast. I think it's safe to say you're welcome. Yeah, they, they're their listeners for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for Super Mario Brother or Super Mario RPG. So um, not sure what our next OG RPG game will be or when, but it is definitely coming and uh, we'll keep you updated with that. I guess we'll be back to Cartridge Command next week. I don't know what we're playing yet, but uh, we won't leave you guys hanging for too long. So we want to thank all of our loyal listeners. 
as always. And if you have anything you want to let us know, you want to answer our quest musical mystery questions that we posed earlier, you can do so several ways, one of which is cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Uh, we like to read and like to read emails too. And uh, Or tweets, which you can do at cartcommand at Twitter. And we're also on Facebook, so that's our deadly trifecta, triple threat of social media. Woo. <laughs> but, and of course, you know, special thanks to all of our patrons, one of which is Dale. So it's just straight to you, bro. Thank you for helping us out with this game. Yes, sir. And I will say, Eric always says this line where he talks about how the two of you are just a couple working class guys and every little <laughs> bit helps. And I happen to know you personally, and that couldn't be more true. Every little bit does help. And you are a couple working class guys that put a lot of love into this podcast. So that's why I donate. And that's why you guys should too. So yeah, and you know, we do uh, appreciate it all, even if it's not a lot of money, you know, it adds up. And it's just nice to know that people care. Hmm. Get those extra frog points. (laughs) Yeah, so thanks again. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game Game on. on. I tried. That's okay. I'll probably use the canned one. I have. All right. (laughs) Stop. The, the bosses, you've got the, you've even got the, um, the arrows from, from Boomer, our favorite. Ugh, that's, ugh. There was even one of Bowyer himself, that disgusting creature. Bowyer, that's, yeah. Oops. Bowyer. Yeah. Boomer. <laughs> Fix that in post, I guess. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. No. Um, oh, Lord. 